Okay, so welcome to the third episode of the podcast, Two Pints of English. And there's two new things with this one. Very special. Um, one, we're together. We're not over online. And yeah. secondly, you're my first and probably going to be one of my only non-native I'm yeah, speakers. <laughs> Um, and there's a big reason why I've invited you onto this podcast. Um, although Elder isn't native, he's got an absolutely fantastic understanding of English. Yeah, I'm from here, from Moscow. <laughs> and what's even more special is he has travelled most places in the UK. Oh, to all the UK. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> he's travelled more places than most British people actually ever have done. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Um, first of all, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking some... Pilton, is it Pilton? Pilton mm-hmm. Somerset Keeved Cider. I don't know what Keeved is supposed yeah, to mean. But. Some kind of special brewing technique. And I'm drinking Squeal Pig Perry, which is like a... Look at that bottle. A pear cider <laughs> instead of apple. Absolutely gorgeous. What is how big am I? have no idea, but I kind of like it. <laughs> squeal Pig. So squealing is like making that... Yeah, like, yeah there's a squeal sound. Um, so, if you can... Give yourself a quick, brief introduction for all the listeners out there. So, yeah, I'm from Moscow. Um, I'm an English teacher. I've been teaching English for like three years or so. And as Lance said, I'm really passionate about the accents, the variety of the accents in the UK. And I've probably travelled throughout all the UK, uh, except for uh, the West Coast. Liverpool and surroundings and yes. Wales. See, I like Wales. <laughs> Wales is a great place. No, I've been to Wales, actually. Well, um, I've been to Cardiff, but it's not like proper Wales. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about this. It's like all the major cities, they aren't the proper countries. Um, what was your first initial feeling when you landed in the UK? What was your... For the very first time. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you went London to begin with. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, the first city was Manchester. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because uh, the cheapest flight was mm-hmm. to Manchester, but then I went straight to London. Uh-huh. So yeah, uh, when I landed, I thought like, finally, I did it. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I got there. I'm going to see everything from the students' books. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I was really excited, wasn't I? Uh, uh, yeah. And yeah, as I said, I went straight to London. But I spent maybe just three days in London. That mm-hmm. was enough for me. I just realised I need to see more. Don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful city, beautiful architecture, etc. But it seemed to be overpriced for me. Oh, yeah, London it, is scarily expensive. And I wanted to see, like, proper England, so mm-hmm. I just started travelling, that's it. Um, so what was some of the big misconceptions, like the stereotypes of, English, of England and the Englishers? What did you find that just wasn't true? which you always hear about? Well, first of all, uh, the accents, because <laughs> we are taught here, almost everybody is taught that RP is the main accent uh, in the UK, but in fact, almost nobody speaks like that. Maybe like <laughs> 1-2% of people <laughs> yeah. speak like that. <laughs> um, it's amazing for me that so many people have this kind of accent, this kind of ideology of the accent. Yeah. And it's not just here, I mean, it's Americans, the whole world. Yeah, predicts England to be very, very well spoken. America also has, has various accent. Yeah, they have a various accent, but they still expect all the British people <laughs> to speak with us very overly yeah. pronounced words. Honestly, I've been to the to the UK for like been there maybe fifty times, sixty. I spent a lot of time there, and I heard proper RP from the students' books maybe twice. 
yeah. or three times. <laughs> and all of them were in museums. <laughs> Just like the curators yeah. giving them talks. <laughs> well, they're supposed to speak yeah. without people. It was like really fancy, look how professional yeah. we are. I was a bit puzzled, you know what I mean? Like, uh, why doesn't anybody speak like that? So it's quite a big culture shock, <laughs> yeah, sort of travelling around. Um, I'm sure you very quickly picked up on the fact that you can go 20 miles down the road and yeah. suddenly everybody has a different accent. Yeah, uh, so the first city outside of London was York. I travelled there, it took me just two hours by rail, and it's a completely different world. First of all, it's Northern England. Second, it's Yorkshire, which is a very particular accent. And I was just amazed. At uh, the beginning, I couldn't understand anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I knew English pretty well. It was up to scratch, to be honest. Yeah, it's amazing. All of my students, they keep saying the same. They go to uh, England after studying English for like 12, 15 years. They feel they're like C2, we're really prepared for this. They arrive and like, I didn't understand anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, like, I thought I didn't know English. <laughs> what is that language? <laughs> Where is that famous hello? How do you do? <laughs> Why is everybody going to be this? They lied to me. Yeah, that was my first impression. Um, by the way, for everybody out there, if you've got any questions um, about anything, feel free to put them in the chat and we'll try to answer as many as we can as well. Um, so what's been your favourite places you've seen in the UK? I mean, I've travelled, I've worked many, many places. I used to live up north, I'm from the southwest originally, I lived in London, um, but I, I would quite happily say that you've probably seen more than I have as well. I think so. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. I think you see more of Scotland, for sure. Yeah, Scotland is that place, for sure, and Yorkshire. Scotland and Yorkshire probably my favourite places in the UK. Yorkshire because of the accent, and... Those old traditional villages, think of Whitby, have been to Whitby. Mm-hmm. Um, the seaside, That's Robin Hood's Bay, yeah, it's famous for fish and chips also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Scotland is just a completely different world. As I said, Yorkshire is a different world, but Scotland is just another planet. <laughs> <laughs> Especially their accent. Yeah. Um, talking about the food, um, what about that? Were you surprised that everybody didn't eat fish and chips? Yeah, I was, uh, and I was also surprised how famous, how popular, how common is uh, curry there. Yeah, we love curry. I hadn't we been expecting that. We're obsessed <laughs> with curry. Um, so if you think like Moscow, you kind of have like a shavirma place every mm-hmm. street. We have lapo of curry houses instead. I just couldn't cotton on why. And like um, something to do with history. Yeah, I mean, we kind of... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to gloss, <laughs> yeah, over, yeah, gloss over this a little bit. We had something to do with India a couple hundred years ago. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> it was something. Um, <laughs> and we kind of, yeah, we really adopted our food. Um, yeah, we're massive fans of curry there. We're not big fans of fish. I don't know if you've noticed, um, apart from sort of the major cities, London, Manchester, you won't find places to eat sushi. Yeah, I couldn't. I was trying to. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially here, it's so popular. It's probably really everywhere. expensive ones. Yeah, and actually not that good. I found as well. Yeah, sushi is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's like one very of the main good. things. Like, don't take away our sushi and pizza. Um, talking about my experiences coming here, um, pizza was just—it made me cry here in Russia. Yeah, I mean, for those of you that don't know, I used to be a professional chef. 
a um, long time back. And I remember I was at a party and someone ordered a pizza. Mm. And I, it was like white and had round bits on top and I was trying to figure out what it was. So I took a slice and it was a mayonnaise base, cooked mayonnaise, sliced potatoes. Just what? <laughs> Like, How did they do that? I have no idea. I'm guessing like <laughs> sala on top it. sala, like, <laughs> oh, and then loads and loads of dill, ukrop, and oh my god, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. An Italian would completely break down crying on the floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> they would be swearing. Um, so yeah, I've never seen anything like that, to be honest. Yeah, my favourite one is English full English. I'm a big fan. <laughs> full English breakfast. Um, I, can't, I can't find it here. A proper one. Yeah, I kind of cook it. It's Hash the, browns. The, Those are my favourites. The best hangover cure in the world. Mm-hmm. When you've woken up and you're a little bit rough. Beans on top. Yeah, so for those of you out there who don't know what a full English is, it's a giant breakfast, which is about 4,000 calories at times. You have sausages, bacon, baked beans, tomatoes, mushrooms. It's your main meal. <laughs> it's like just getting you going. Hash brown potatoes, like shredded potato toast, um, black pudding, which is like uh, sausages made of blood, white pudding as well. Um, yeah, some of them, the plates are like about this big. <laughs> um, like bigger than your stomach. So what's your favourite English dish? Oh, I still love Sunday roasts. Um, so a Sunday roast is much like what we eat for Christmas, essentially. Mm. So a roast of big meat, uh, might be chicken, beef, pork, lamb, whatever it is. Mm. Um, roast some vegetables, roast potatoes. Over oh, the spin, spin a spit, what do you call it? Over oh, the spit. Oh, s- very rarely. Oh. If we have the time, it's always like a treat. Some people who are a bit fancy. Need, uh, to turn the meat. Yeah, you get those like water rotisserie ones that do it. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. And then like a meat sauce, gravy. And we'll, we normally eat that every Sunday. Yeah, Sunday roast is just absolutely the best. And the third thing I was amazed with, um, I was amazed by, was how much you drink, guys. <laughs> So I came from Russia, obviously, and uh, I was told I was told that you Russians you drink a lot. Mm. We don't. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> it just <laughs> like put you to shame. You. Yeah. Like, wait a second. When I went to Glasgow, it's just no. Oh my. The English don't drink. <laughs> These guys do. It's like it's like you go from Russia, like oh yeah, we're heavy drinkers. Yeah, yeah. It's easy, like English. Like, oh wait. <laughs> like Glasgow, like oh. That's um, what it means. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about any city. Glasgow's a great city. I would recommend it's everyone fantastic. to see it. But you will see empty bottles of beer and wine and cans of beer Anything. all over the floor. Um, they're quite obsessed with their drink. Yeah, with any drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with all the drinks. <laughs> Whatever gets you drunk fastest. Um, there's a, like a whole sort of cult in Scotland about Buckfast, which is like a fortified wine. And basically it just gets you super pissed like super quick. Like sherry? Yeah, but think like as cheap as you possibly can make it. <laughs> um, that's their go-to. I wouldn't try it. <laughs> uh, what do you think of English pubs? English pubs. Well, first of all, when I first came there, I didn't go to any proper. Well, I realised I didn't go to any proper English pubs. I went mm-hmm. only to those chain bars, etc. The Weatherspoons, the yeah, kind of things yeah, to begin with. Yeah, and Greeny King, the famous yeah. chain in London. So when I first popped in a proper English pub. I was just amazed. They're usually very tiny, very cosy, and I was surprised that everyone wanted to talk to me. <laughs> Although I was a complete stranger to them. Yeah. 
And I spent there like four or five hours just chatting to complete strangers and having a good time. Yeah, I always try to encourage people. I mean, it might seem very strange from the countries you're from, but in UK pubs, this is where you can really meet the proper locals and the natives, and it's a really, really good opportunity to practice your English and hear some proper expressions and yeah. how people really yeah. speak. Um, I think it's actually a little bit of an issue that if we're sort of talking about course books and stuff for mm, learning, yeah. the recording's always perfect. It's like they've rehearsed it, they've done it a million There's times. There's no noise. There's no Frank noise. Brown. When in reality... Nobody swears. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like PG. Yeah. Oh, blimey. Yeah, where in reality people are always evolving their thoughts. They go back and they repeat what they've said yeah. and they change what they say. Yeah. And that's a whole different skill to Mix understand. Some words. Yeah, to actually fully understand what they're Just saying. Just hating grammar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's every, another thing I was surprised... Uh, most of the people in pubs they just don't care about grammar not most of them but I would say like half it doesn't matter to them yeah so you can easily hear something like they was there instead of they were there it's not a big deal nobody would even blink Mm -hmm. me and my friends are heading off yeah Yeah, because me and my friend is actually it's considered to be wrong to according to traditional grammar. So. Yeah, but um, this yeah, but it, in, in real life, nobody says it's it. a matter of time <laughs> until this is adopted as standard. Mm. I promise you, everyone out there, um, grammar is always evolving, always changing, um, and unfortunately, especially when people learn from these like old books, the grammar and the vocabulary they learn is so archaic and out of date. Yeah, if, if we think about our universities, linguistic universities, and stuff like that. They have some students' book written like 50 or 60 years ago. <laughs> and that language is just completely that was changed. Like, that was a different country back then. Yeah. Whole. That's speaking about language. When I was forced to go to an Irish bar, my host family ended up speaking more Russian than English. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, once you have enough beer, you can speak any language, it doesn't make a difference. It I was also works. surprised you, you have bar service every, everywhere in every pub. Yeah, bar service. It's very, very I wasn't rare. Used yeah. to that. Always going up to the bar yeah. to order your drinks, not sitting. When down. I first came in, I just sat at the table, and I was just waiting for someone mm. to come up. And I said, "It's a bar service. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to be sat here a long time without <laughs> yeah. a drink." Uh, oh, all right, that'll do. Um, we have a question: How do you keep up with evolving grammar? Um, keeping up with mainstream media and being around it as much as you possibly can. Talking to people. Yeah, That's talking it. to natives, understanding what's going on, listening Watching to radio, series, series, reading newspapers, podcasts, <laughs> anything like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're going to hear how the language was actually spoken. Um, and it's one of those like subtle differences. It's like if anyone's got kids out there, you don't see how fast your kid grows because you see it every day. Exactly. But if you haven't touched base in like six months, suddenly you go back and say, oh, there is a difference. <laughs> yeah. And another thing is, you all know that according to traditional grammar, you should say there are many people, but quite often you'll hear people say there's... Lots mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. There's lots of beers. There is. There's. It's just shorter. Yeah, and there was. It's just easier there, to say. There were. Yeah, yeah. We'd always yeah. say there was, regardless. There was many people. Yeah. There was loads of people there last night. There were. Um, normal. <laughs> and people don't blink an eye at it. They really don't. Um, and it's something I'm always trying to try to explain to my students as well, is don't focus and panic so much about grammar. I mean, your grammar is going to come along eventually anyway. 
Some people do panic. Yeah, and this is actually what stops them because I see them and they're sort of uh, they focus so much on the grammar and it yeah. sort of frustrates them. It breaks all coherence and cohesion. Because they probably expect that anyone, everyone, would pounce on any slip they make, etc. Like, oh, bad English. Yeah, how, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, you use come the, to the UK. Use a present perfect continuous. <laughs> get out of the bar. Get out. <laughs> yeah, it's, ne- it's never going to happen like that. And in fact, nobody cares. Um, people will be amazed, even if you're like an intermediate, even pre-intermediate speaker, the fact you're trying to speak that language and you're joining in with the culture, you're going to be welcome with open arms. Even if you know a couple of words, just a couple of words, they're going to be trying to speak to you. Yeah. Um, I had a Portuguese friend who spoke no English. I used to work with him as a chef. No English whatsoever. No English whatsoever. And I taught him some English. This was before I was even a teacher. And I would go to the pub with him, I'd drink, and we had a pizza box, and I'd always just mm. write on the pizza box and draw pictures and, like, a point to stuff and try to explain it. Um, and that was the way he actually learned English, was just going like to the pub. trying to speak to him. Yeah. yeah. He was always welcome. He would always sort of listen. I mean, it's the same with me when I'm around different groups of people, whether I'm speaking Russian, Arabic, doesn't matter. I sort of just listen in, and that's what I do. And this is how people actually learn languages, is what people don't realise. Yeah, that's it. As simple as that. <laughs> yeah, people want to speak as quickly as they can, but when you talk about your native language, you have to remember... You were listening for about a year and a half, two years, before you said your first word. Yeah. As a baby in the womb, everything else, you're listening to the language. when I was four. Yeah, so you had four <laughs> years of listening yeah. practice before you started speaking. Um, and, yeah, this is the thing. So many teachers are like, you need to speak, you need to speak. Cause I, sometimes it's okay. Um, and I've always said this is a big problem here, actually. Because I came to an evaluation, possibly a speculation, but I think I'm on the ball here. Hmm. Everywhere I've been, when they're watching English TV, it's always dubbed. So Mm. their language... uh, It's always subtitled, sorry. Yeah. So it's the English language being spoken with their translation in subtitles. Here, in Russia, it's always dubbed. You never hear Mm. English. So for those many Mm. years, you've never got to hear the sounds the English person makes. And I think that has an effect on it. And I guess what really surprised me is uh, we have a lot of fans of some Hollywood celebrities here in Russia, like think of Johnny Depp, etc. Mm-hmm. And most of those people don't know how he sounds. Yeah. Just think about that. They just don't know how his voice sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is Andrew Lincoln as well mm. from Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. They used to hear him speak with this American accent, yeah, and then suddenly he speaks changed his, it. Speaks with his natural British accent, and everyone's like, What? <laughs> I'm British. Like, What's going on? Why are you speaking like that? No, I must leave. And you know what? I was really surprised that, on one hand, you guys are very polite. Very polite. But on the other hand, especially when it comes to drinking mm. and swearing. <laughs> It's just... I don't no know how to explain barred. that. That's a different person. <laughs> yeah, it's completely true. Someone said um, what was talked about is the silent period. Yeah, you're completely correct. It's a silent period. Um, mm. On the silent stage mm. of language learning. It's always neglected. People should listen more. Um, yeah. Uh, we are worse to our best friends than we are to our worst enemies. Yeah. We will laugh. We will rib you, which means like joking with yeah. you. There's always a lot of banter. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we are relentless to our friends. We will joke, we'll swear like crazy. Um, we might seem like really horrible people, but 
this is how we're first laugh that yeah. help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fell over. <laughs> as, as you kind of did, you seem more worried. Um, so yeah, it's just what friends do. We are. If someone's being mean to you in England, it means they like you. So take that as a they compliment. Just love you. <laughs> That's it. That's the best. Don't take it the wrong it. way. Oh, I don't have English TV that much. You have YouTube. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube, podcasts, um, um, anywhere you can think of. Um, I mean, it's always my top tip. I always try to tell people, I, they just don't listen. Find something you love and do it in English. Whether you are interested into, I don't know, photography. Watching That's photography. how I started learning English. I was playing computer games, yeah. like MMORPG, like uh-huh. Lineage, etc. Where you're supposed to be playing with different people throughout all from all of the, of the world and I was in an English guild and I was like forced kind of forced to use that microphone <laughs> headphones etc <laughs> to participate to communicate uh-huh. and that's how I started yeah I mean it's amazing the way people learn stuff and there's this whole belief of the highbrow learning and the lowbrow learning and I want to just destroy that you don't have to learn English purely from academic texts and from grammar books. Do what you like. If you like playing games, play games. Um, You're going to learn a lot. Yeah, even... Normally, actually, my younger students, the one that play the most games online, mm. actually have the best natural English. Which is always very surprising. Uh, there's some kind of motivation, because if you have a quest, you won't finish it unless you know English, mm-hmm. unless you've found out where to go, what to do, what to carry, etc. I mean, it could be anything if you're interested in photography. Watch some YouTube yeah. videos about photography. Start trying to find some online magazines of, or articles about photography. If, if you love reading, read in English. Yeah, if you find anything you are interested in, just go for it. And that is the best way. Um, some people I see, they're sort of torturing themselves, trying to learn, and they're studying something they're not interested in, they don't care about. Yeah. Stop it. It's you easy. Just read what you love. Yeah, do what you love. Um, unless you're going in for the IELTS or your CAE, CPE, where you have yeah. to have such a wide, eclectic range of That's different languages. Different English. Yeah, it's not different. natural English. It's completely different. Um, for just, example, the listening part. Uh, they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to to trick you, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, that's, that's always not like, a yeah. natural sounding language. Listen, in real life, nobody's trying to. But, Freak you, deceive you. So. This is what I tell my um, uh, IELTS students. I tell them, look, there's traps everywhere. Like, Somerset, Moscow. Yep. Um, there's always traps everywhere. And the reason they do this, and the best way to explain it is the people that run IELTS, they're incredibly rich, okay? They have yachts, they're eating there's black caviar, cigars, all the women on the boats, drinking champagne. They like this lifestyle, and they want to keep that lifestyle. So they want you to fail your IELTS, they put lots of tricks and traps and make it ridiculous. So you have to keep paying and paying and paying. And it has nothing to do with the real life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely none at all. Uh, we had a question a second ago. It hate rain. <laughs> I said they love it. <laughs> right now, oh my god, I would do anything often, for a bit of rain. How often they talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm living in St. Pete's normally, um, and everyone's like, oh, mm. it must be really hard. It's like, I come from England, it's basically <laughs> the same. Apart from the colder winters, yeah. it's the same. Like, it's not an issue. Just a bit whatsoever. worse. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit more dramatic, but yeah. I was born in the rain and the grey skies and 
Does the Dulce often rain uh, in Somerset in the West Country? Yeah, quite a bit still. Because I thought that, that was in the South, etc. Well, it's kind of in the floodplains as well. Oh. The whole of the Southwest. They're always predicted like the whole Southwest of England is going to be gone in like 50 <laughs> years. So if anyone's out there, don't invest in property in the Southwest. Because of the floods. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be just completely submerged. Have you, have you ever seen like a proper flood, like a really dangerous one? Um, not really <laughs> dangerous, but uh, I remember my grandparents got flooded oh. and they had to be like moved out and everything else. Um, so the house was ruined? Yeah. Oh. Like all the wood got rotted, everything else would be pulled down. Did they have the insurance? Yeah, luckily. So Thank God. All sorted that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that how I'm doing it. I'm watching movies and playing video games. That helps me a lot. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good job. This is super. A great episode. Yeah, yeah, we're getting already on the two pints. This might be a more than a two pints of an English episode. It might be 20 pints of English by the end of this. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> Here he's back. But yeah, uh, I... I mean, even in my groups, for lower-level students, okay, there has to be some kind of structure in learning, I would say. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go and burn all of your students' books. I'd go to the pub. Because yeah. <laughs> that's probably not going to help. You might have more fun time, to be honest. But, it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, but especially when you sort of hit that intermediate level, this is where I try to explain to people, like, mm. you have enough now. Yeah. Where you can look at some missing words. Basics. Yeah, you've got enough words here where you can understand the rest from context and especially for my stronger groups my c2 groups and stuff like that i'm so proud of them and one of the main things i try to do is teach them to be independent in their language learning mm. we're a pre-intermediate student i might hold their hand and help them through english mm. uh, when they get to like advanced and upper intermediate i'm just like chucking them deep into the pool like watching them drown it's like come on <laughs> sink or swim basically yeah <laughs> um, um, i speak about high levels i think it comes it has to do more with vocabulary than grammar. Yeah, I mean, this is what um, my C2 students are always talking about. Um, sometimes, late, I mean, I've got the most fantastic group out there. Amazing. I love my students. Um, I'm a very, very lucky teacher in that way. Um, but a lot of it's we're looking at collocations, we're looking at unusual phrases. Um, and if we talk about grammar, it's just like complex structures. Um, mm. These unusual phrases that you may come across every now and then. It's not about tenses. There's no secret tenses. Most people understand majority of tenses by about an intermediate level. It's not like you suddenly get to C1, C2, and the teacher goes, ah, here's the secret tenses. The present perfect continuous part three. In the past. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Told from the future. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here it is. Um, have you ever watched Peaky Blinders without some titles? Seems impossible to understand at first. Um, it is a tricky one. Even my American friend mm. watches it with subtitles. Yeah, Americans really struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame them. Um, yeah, the Birmingham accent's one of the trickiest. Um, and it's a bit overdone. Can I say overdone? Yeah, it's not natural. The Birmingham. Yeah, the, it's like fakely broad. <laughs> yeah, um, quite often the accents done, especially British ones or Scottish, are really Just badly the camera done. For, for the there was a series, I don't know if anybody saw it out there, um, The Haunting on Hill House. Oh yeah, the, the horror. Yeah, yeah, and the British people are like, oh, it's so very frightening. <laughs> and the Scottish person's like, yeah, I know it's really frightening. <laughs> <laughs> like every Scottish, you've offended every <sighs> Scottish person, every English person. But there's foreigners out there that don't know the row accents like, wow, that's what it really sounds like. <laughs> so what, what do you make of Scotland in a nutshell? 
gorgeous country. People are a bit crazy and wild. Um, it'll be nice. I don't know. It's a bit of a tricky one because yeah. I'd like to see it have a bit more money to like really develop. I mean, I've been Edinburgh Highlands. No, I really Edinburgh. Yeah, I've sort of like gone through it on a train, but I've never really walked along it. I mean, I'm from Somerset, there's only so much green you can look That's at. That's too far away. Yeah. <laughs> Scotland, but, yeah. I mean, a green field, don't worry, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, but a green field's a green field, it's just a lot of green to look at. So I'll walk over this hill and see what's there. Green. Yeah. Oh, great, okay, let's walk over this one. Green. By the way, yesterday he told me that most of the people in Somerset never been outside. Yeah. Outside this county. Well, London, probably. No. <laughs> yeah, there's many, many people, and you'll get the same in Yorkshire as well. Um, they just do not want to leave at all. And what's your accent? Uh, Southwest, Somerset. Um, that's the best way to do. Can, yeah, the Southwest is the best way to describe is like Hagrid from Harry Potter. Harry, you be a wizard. <laughs> advice any English forums which could be used for lessons forums for like making lessons or it's a bit like outdated forums well I mean you got reddit which is basically just a whole website of forums yeah which that's is very, it very popular. reddit yeah reddit would probably be the best way and you've always got such a wealth of different things you can find some really interesting stuff um what's the weather like for us yeah. too hot look it's how red I am I don't know if you, you can <laughs> see very well on I am the reddest man in the world. Yeah, sunbathing for like 15 minutes and I'm now as red as a lobster. <laughs> so yeah, I'm almost the same colour as my passport, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, get in there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to avoid um, the sun. I'm like a vampire. I was teaching behind the curtains today. Um, so yeah, a little bit different. Um, talking about language learning, obviously, mm-hmm. this is different because you have this experience. I don't. I naturally speak this language. You are lucky enough. Yeah, I mean, people ask me, what's the best way to learn English? I say, be born there. Um, doesn't really help people, though. What would you say was the best tips you had from learning? Well, off, off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to my mind is motivation. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, you're going to be felt sorry. If you don't like English, if you have... Nothing to like to read in English, to play in, in English, to watch in English, etc. There's not going to be any motivation for you. You're going to struggle a lot. You're going to suffer. So the first one is try to get motivated. That's it. That's the first. And I would recommend finding, trying to find a proper teacher. If you're a very beginner, mm-hmm. you definitely need one. If you're already B2 or C1, you might get to C2 on your own but if you're a beginner you need a teacher that for sure um, for sure um, has my English changed um, semi I mean I don't my accent's a little less broad than what I used to be I'm be like, yeah, you're right me down. muckers I <laughs> be I, no, my accent's sort of uh, become a little bit more plain but something I refuse to do and if any of my students are out there they know I will not slow down my speech um, lots of people well, ask nice, me. Isn't it? Yeah, lots of people ask me like the first couple of lessons, like, um, "Can you please speak slower and more clearly?" And I said, "No, you're here to learn English. This is English." Because if you, if you do, and they come to the UK, they're bound to suffer. Yeah, exactly. I'm giving them real English. I'm like a walking speaking test, basically. Um, and after about two or three classes, people pick it up. Becoming more academic, 
boogish. Um, not necessarily. I wouldn't. Yeah, like I said, my accent's kind of got a bit softer, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I've changed the way I speak, and I've always been very defiant. Um, and don't get it wrong, we can speak with some kind of a formal English, we just don't want to. Oh, of course. I mean, when, when it comes to some formal situation, occasion, we can. I mean, especially no. when I'm writing like C2 texts to my students, yeah. I have to use all this uh, advanced vocabulary and whatnot. Um, but no, I speak how I feel and how what's natural, what people will hear when they actually go to England. Alone in Russian. Slowly, slowly, yeah. Well, like piece by piece. Maybe like a phrase a week at the moment. Yeah, yeah, learning, not studying. Yeah. <laughs> I want to study, but unfortunately, just don't have the time. That's a nice explanation of the words learn and study. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> really good, yeah. Great accents. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Are there any pubs in Moscow? There are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real, yeah. So, suck and dizzle in. Depot. It's at Depot. So you know Depot in the very center. It's near Belaruskaya Station, Mendelevska Depot, and they have a pub called Sakin Diesel. That's it. Just go there. It's um, really worth it. Yeah, I was surprised when Aldo first invited me here. I was like, eh. I was like a little bit skeptical. Yeah, he was yeah. like, eh, it's, it's like a proper pub. I was like, eh. I was surprised as well. Yeah, it's like. Well, we'll see what you mean by proper pub. But I mean, they have proper bar service. You have to go to the bar to order. It all, is a proper pub. Yeah, <laughs> all the bar staff will speak to you because the owners are, are obsessed with Ireland, the UK, etc. Yeah, I mean, it's as close as you can to proper English pub. Everybody's there talking. Everybody's joining in. You're gonna make friends there. They yeah. have nice live music. They got darts, which yeah. is I've never proper seen here. <laughs> Um, and they've got a really good selection of beer and cider, actually. Yeah. It's actually where this is from. So basically, they have two pubs. The Suck and Diesel, which is the biggest place, and a tiny shed. It's called Shed. It's not a shed, actually. <laughs> uh, and it's more of a cider place. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, there's a few nice places, I think. <laughs> something, something, someone said... Uh, they were surprised I was Russian when I started speaking uh-huh. Russian. Yeah, yeah, that's pr- <laughs> you can see why I invited you on. Uh, I'd be even more surprised if I spoke Russian. <laughs> <laughs> that I, was, I think I was surprised myself. Okay, my friend from Germany. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm flattered. Uh, my friend from Germany learned English from. I learned English from elementary to intermediate by six months. Uh, his argument was it's easy. Well, he's got an advantage over any other German is easy. It's not. Well, they for have so many articles. Well, for, you know yeah, but for a German speaker learning English, mm. it's still kind of from the same root. Oh, that was, oh, he was German. Yeah. So oh, I'm sorry, guessing yeah. it would be easier for him to yeah. learn English than what a Russian would. Yeah, I thought he was talking mm-hmm. German. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, English yeah. is much easier than German. <laughs> uh, I mean, studying other languages helps English teachers to see the problems their students face. Yeah, for sure, um, definitely. I realised when I started first studying Russian, I was like, oh, I don't like how this teacher is teaching me. I'm not going to teach my students like this. Um, and I realised this whole, I don't know why, I've seen so many teachers that are like, exercise, 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 yeah. exercise, next, next, no, next, speaking next, next. Whatever. Yeah. There has to be that time to discuss, to talk, to pull apart the language, have a little bit of fun. Um, quite often when I put my students in groups, I'll jump between the groups to see what everyone's doing. 
And like, oh, sorry, we weren't doing the task. We are just talking English about everyday life. I was like, it's okay. You're speaking English. You're talking about stuff that really matters. It's fine, as long as you get onto the topic afterwards. Yeah, um, learning unconsciously. Yeah, <laughs> and they're doing what's natural to them, which is something really, really nice. Um, I think the point is about input. That means reading and listening. When I have enough input... Output speaking, writing goes suddenly. Yeah, in some ways it does. Just um, trying to melt over. <laughs> yes, I mean, if you read a lot, if you listen a lot, this is like I was talking about the listening mm-hmm. uh, period. So once you kind of understand, you feel a little bit of confidence, then your speaking will come naturally. Um, you need to sort of have some kind of base behind How it. How will it come naturally if you don't speak? Well, I mean, once you've listened, you can. Oh. I mean, the same one sometimes when we hear Russian. Um, I'll sort of walk around. I mean, for example, um, Baikarti. Yeah. I heard all the time mm. people saying it in the shop. I was like, oh, okay, that must mean Baikart. So mm. then, because I heard it so many times, it repeated. I was like, oh, I can say yeah, that. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah and like bucket and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Basically, I just go to supermarkets. That's my whole life here. Okay. Any more questions? Okay, so let's go back to the UK. Yeah. Um, What's the places you're really kind of interested in visiting? Wales, uh, Cornwall, mm-hmm. and Liverpool. But I think I might skip Liverpool, <laughs> since I'm a Man United fan. You're like <laughs> that strong, it's like, I'm going to skip yeah. the city of culture. Wales, that's for sure, mm-hmm. and Cornwall. Do you like Cornwall? I love Cornwall. What do you make of it? Absolutely love it. Describe it in nature. Um, Cornwall is what people don't expect England's actually like. It's actually got really, really beautiful beaches. Um, It's very sunny. Very, very slow pace of life. Sounds like France, Spain. Oh, yeah, a little bit like that. I mean, it's not too far away. The only thing that I don't like about Cornish is you get quite a lot of people like, oh, tourists, why are they coming here? Mm, Don't Um, like them. Sometimes, I mean, some you'll always find like, people very, very yeah, welcoming, yeah. but there's always going to be a few people that um, are like, ugh, why are you here? This is our <laughs> land. They were so long. Yeah. <laughs> Where the Welsh are just incredibly friendly people. Yeah, they are. Um, and the Welsh is actually really, really beautiful. And cheap. Yeah. I, I always find, like, I always feel sorry for very Wales. <laughs> It's like it's always a neglected, like, unwanted child of a family. It's like, you go and sit in the corner. Like, we've taken a family portrait. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that kid. Should we reshoot it? Nah, it's okay. <laughs> they won't mind. Hi from Brighton. Oh, Brighton. Very, very nice. It's down south. Yeah, down south, just below sort of London that way. It's standing um, close to Portsmouth. A little bit, sort of along the way of Brighton that way. Um, it's got some really nice beaches, lots of fun mm. there. Big famous Ferris wheel. Very colourful little town. Um... Incredibly expensive, though, because lots of people right. wanted to move there. It's one of those places. Kind of a popular destination. Yeah, like St. Ives. Yeah, became very popular, so lots of people wanted to move there, so house prices shot through. I heard the St. Ives is like tremendously expensive. It's more expensive than a week in Spain. It can be, for sure. Um, <coughs> if you're Australia, about to rent a cottage. Yeah, I mean, if you want like a proper cottage, for sure, it's going to be incredibly expensive. Um, normally, when most UK people travel. Someone is from Bournemouth. Oh, we've got lots of people from the UK here. This is wonderful. So it's all Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I don't know. <laughs> pronounce it correctly. Yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. So I think it's the south. Where is Bournemouth? Could it's it in, tell in us the more? south, as far as I know. It's in between Southampton and Portsmouth. I could be wrong. Could it tell us where you are on the map? But it's not Midlands, is it? 
No, it's like south, uh, as far as I know. I could be completely wrong. My geography has just let me down <laughs> here. Maybe lots of beer, all the heat. It is expensive, but such a cosy dorset. It's the West Country. Yeah, so uh, yeah, just, I guess I'm just on the edge of the West Country. Um, yeah, I mean, Cornwall's gorgeous, but it's going to be one of these places. We don't have a lot of nice beaches. Mm. And especially if you go in summer, you're going to find the whole of the United Kingdom has tried to drive to these two beaches on the same day. <laughs> and it's the most stressful thing uh, ever. There are some nice beaches in Scotland, but it's very cold. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, lads. <laughs> Not this um, time. I mean, a lot of people don't realise the very north of Scotland is very much um, similar to, like, Iceland. the name of the pub. We're going to type the pub back in sucking diesel. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend you to go around there. What about the Midlands? Have you been to Birmingham, around those places? I was just trying to avoid them. Because, mate, well, I was told that there's basically nothing in Midlands. And yeah. I thought, like, why would I go there? Yeah, no offence to anyone out there from the Midlands. Um, it's Yeah, don't take it the wrong way. Yeah, there's not a lot there, to be honest. I mean, there's not these huge areas of natural beauty. I mean, the southwest, you've got the Quantocks, which is this giant forest, absolutely beautiful. The north, you've got the Lake District. Have you had a chance? No, I'm still trying to make it to there. <laughs> yeah, Lake District's absolutely I've been to Yorkshire Dales, Yorkshire Moors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've seen all the green. <laughs> yeah. Because I was told that I need a week, at least a week, in the Lake District. All depends on what you're going to do. If you're going to like to look around or you're going to go camping. Properly explore. Yeah. Go hiking. Um, but yeah, I mean, the southwest. Um, I had some students and they were incredibly, incredibly well off. Mm. And they were living in London. And these are the kind of people that's travelled the whole way around the world. They've been to every destination you can think of. Um, and they asked me, like, where can we go? It's a pandemic. We can't leave the country. And I told them Cornwall. So they went camping there for about 10 days. They came back and I was like, oh, how was it? I thought I was going to say, like, it's okay. They were like, it was the best holiday we have ever had. It was so gorgeous, so beautiful, the friendliest people, the most amazing landscapes. Um, so I was really surprised how much they liked it. Someone is asking, sorry for, for using Russian, but how do, how do you call Nachal Nachnagl people in Britain? Are there any interesting phrases? I think they, they mean chaps. Chaps, like uh, Gopnik. Yeah. yeah, like, what she means, it, it, there's supposed to be some C2 level word, like, of dashes, dashes, like, really rude, like... Um, you would say council estate lands, really. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to find that word. So, yeah, basically, could you explain what, what chavs are? So, chav is basically the equivalent of a Gopnik. They will be drinking cheap cider, or cheap whatever they get their hands on, smoking lots of cigarettes... Um, in their tracksuits, playing loud music. Um, yeah, yeah, basically, you see them as like the lowest kind of uh, denominator of culture. Someone's saying sassy. No, sassy's like, mm, mm, mm. how dare you say that to me? It's <laughs> <was> like sassy. <laughs> uh, and you can even say, like, don't give me any sass. So if you spoke to your child, it's like, go to bed. It's like, you're not the boss of me. It's like, don't go give me any sass. Hmm. Do parts of the UK differ much? <laughs> it's like it's like a universe with planets. <laughs> so every county is in the, is another planet, and every village sometimes might be another planet. <laughs> yeah, there are so. I mean, 
I've mentioned this a few times in the past. I don't want to like rehash stuff over and over again, but there's different accents, different pronunciation, um, different vocabulary for different words. Um, there is different grammar. North, north, and south divide. Yeah, for sure. Um, completely different. Toffs. Toffs are like the opposite of chaps. That's the polar opposite. A toff. Yeah, these are the people that will speak with the. Oh, hello. How are you? What a place. Fuck. Oh, yeah, their little top hats and uh, blue blood. Stuck up purse. I mean, this is the main thing I try to explain. With the RP accent, people won't like you. Yeah. Because you will come across as... That would be frowned upon. That's yeah. for sure. Um, people will not want to speak to you because they sound like you're a toff, you're a snob, you're looking down at people when you speak You're trying accent. to take the mickey out of someone. And the, cra- <laughs> the craziest thing is I try to explain this to people and they go... Nah, I'm not going to listen to you. If I want to learn Russian and you said, oh, Lance, don't speak with this accent, no. people will hate you, I'll go, yeah, I'm not going to. But for some reason, no. Did I say the great platinum jubilee of Elizabeth II? <laughs> no. Yeah, um, I've heard that many people think that jubilee is a big deal in the UK, but they usually mean London. Well, the people that celebrated, they weren't celebrating the Queen, they were celebrating that they had two extra days off work to go so and get five drunk. days off. Yeah, to go and get drunk. <laughs> so that's the reason. <laughs> Try to think about that this way. I mean, there's a common belief here that uh, all English yeah, yeah. people are royalists. I mean, there are some. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Yeah. Of course not. But I don't know any personally at all. And I always get really confused when I see these crowds in the street. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> Tourists. Yeah, they probably are. Um, for me, um, the Queen is essentially Big Ben. Um, she's just a tourist attraction. Yeah. We've got a really good question here, which I want yeah. to answer. Yeah. Which accent would you recommend? None. Absolutely none. Do not try... I mean, don't get me wrong. Learning your accent can be fantastic, but it's not something you need to focus on at a lower level. You can learn how to speak properly with your own accent using a range of pronunciation, Spot on. Uh, tempo, word stress you can come across absolutely perfect with a Russian accent because you won't sound Russian because you're not using Russian features of speech. You're not speaking in a monotone, da, 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 Hello, da. I'm from Russia, yeah. yeah like, Hello, I'm from Russia. Um, having the tempo, the intonation, mm, yeah. the word stress, this is what makes you sound not Russian. By going, hello, how are you? Today is such a beautiful day. This, for me, is like you're not native. Straight away. Give well, it away. I mean, look at me. You can succeed with any accent. So my accent, northern accent, is not considered to be the most popular one. <laughs> so it's not RP. It's not even southern. And I teach people, like, modern southern pronunciation. So my accent doesn't have to do with that. Anything to, uh, doesn't have anything to do with that. So... Most of my students, they speak with modern RP, somewhat traditional, standard, southern English. Mm. Is, is there such a thing? Kind of, I guess. But, but, but when I'm saying that, I'm just thinking, there is no some standard southern English. No, I mean, if people don't know you're not from your country, but they can pinpoint where you are, you've, you've achieved it. Yeah. There, like I said, there are so many accents across the UK, you don't have to pinpoint exactly one. Um, just speaking with your natural accent, but focusing on the features of speech instead of the pronunciation of the words will massively, massively help you. 
<coughs> I mean, everywhere I go in the UK, everyone understands me perfectly. Yeah. So I've sure never had any problems with that. Accepted, yeah. Where was about to live? London, Manchester, Edinburgh. Well, I spent some time in Manchester, which is a really cool city. It really depends on how much money I have. Yeah, um, essentially that question. Edinburgh I've really visited a few times. It's beautiful, silly, but can be a bit rough. London is a lot of fun if you're in your 20s and you haven't got a family. Hmm. You can go out, party, there's always something exciting to do. It's a nice question, Elder. What's your accent? I don't know. Well, it's definitely northern, is it? Yeah, I mean, you're, when you're speaking this, yeah, you've got the northern yeah. twang, you've got yeah. the little kind of... Uh, I don't say, things. like, it's mainly Yorkshire. I have a mix because I've been travelling around, mm-hmm. like, very often, a lot. I've been everywhere, so I, like, picked up some features of regional accents. But it's northern, I would say it's, like, standard northern accent, mm-hmm. something like that. <clears throat> um, where and how can I meet lads like you to make friends to have cross-cultural experience? I don't know, to be honest. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram pubs, yeah, find a few people. We're always friendly. Um, it's a great way of just sort of speaking to people. Try to find anywhere, really. I don't know the best place to recommend. Um, Russian accents, English language sound bad in film from the 90s. Just like English accents in most movies yeah. sound bad. It's exa- It works both ways. It really does. Yeah. That's put on, by the way. So, if you want to know how they, what they think about RP, think of Hollywood movies with that fake Russian accent. That's it. Привет, Петр, я пришел битида. What the heck, That shit. <laughs> That's exactly spot on there. No pinch ball. Uh, old lighter trick. Here's some northern. <coughs> I can, yeah, for sure. He's got this. Oh, it's coming, coming up. <laughs> Elegant and classy as always. <laughs> we have another little question here. Um, speaking about cross-cultural communication, could you share any tips in which case Russians could be considered rude? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. One really, really interesting thing. Never say no. Never, oh. ever say the word no. Um, well, um, instead of no. Yeah, I mean, for example, if you invited me to the cinema tomorrow and I didn't want to go... I wouldn't just say no. I would say, oh, that sounds lovely, but maybe another time. Uh, maybe in a week or two, or, oh, no, sorry, always trying I'm to busy. Be yeah, there's always some kind of excuse why I can. And I remember when I was first here, um, and I think I invited someone to a bar or something, and they said no. And for the whole night, I was thinking, my God, what have I done to upset this person? Like, am I rude? Like, yeah. what have I done? Um, we are not direct. We're Russian. It's incredibly, incredibly direct. You Very want something, you say it. For example, if you... If Very straightforward. If I wanted you to open the window, I'd say, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit warm in here, isn't it? Mm. It's a bit stuffy. And I'd like, go a few times where traditionally a Russian person would be like, can you open the window? <laughs> yeah, so that's one thing. Would you mind opening the window? <laughs> yeah. By chance, would it be okay <laughs> if you may crack the window open a smidgen? What's more important... Accent or vocabulary or vocabulary. Yeah. Um, choice of words. And this is something else I see as well. It's something I find really, really strange. Because um, most textbooks is like 99% formal language. Which is really bizarre. Think about of your own native language. How often do you use formal language? Hardly ever. Almost never. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's like 5% of your time. But there's this kind of flip and there's a wrong way round. And I've never understood it. Do you know... Do you know... The slow my guys. Yeah, I've seen their videos where they like do like stupid What's little that? experiments. They do like they 
like pop balloons or like fire balloons or something and it's like slow mo. If I'm thinking the right guys, that is. That was good. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. So, something else we want to talk about is finding teachers, because that's always a tricky thing. Mm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say we are the best. Of course we're the best. We're legends. Don't get us wrong. Um, but lots of people sort of, they get confused. We're full of booked. They get a lot, very, very confused by when they follow all these different accounts. And I mean, sometimes I get my students, they say, oh, I saw this phrase on an Instagram account. Do you use it? And I'm like, no. Like, Where did you hear this from? It's like, this is awful English. And it can be very, very tricky and damaging, sort of, some of these accounts out there. I mean, I don't want to name names and stuff like this, but I saw one just recently, and it was... Uh, You're talking about those stupid videos with intermediate English, advanced English. Oh, like, that's, that's one of the things I really hate. It's like, like, not, like a A1 English, advanced English. I'll give you an example uh, we talked about yesterday. So, I saw a person on Instagram with a video of a couple of phrases. There, there were a couple of phrases, and there were two columns uh, in the video. So the first one was basic. That mm. was a basic English. And the second one was advanced. Well, so the first word was... Was it a stop? <laughs> so the first one was stop. Hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hot. The second one was upset. Like, you're upset with something. Was it dis- distraught? Distraught, yeah. Distraught. Or sort of, <laughs> like arduous. And it was like lots of stuff. You just don't really Some shit like start, commence. Shall we commence? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, this is so... It's not natural way of speaking. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you need Fucking to know bollocks. your aim of what you're learning for. Um, <clears throat> and it doesn't mean, if you use the word start, stop, etc. It doesn't mean you're basic. No, not in the slightest. We use that, we're not basic. <laughs> Yeah, we use it. He's a native. He, he uses the word stop. Yeah, like, stop there a second. <laughs> yeah. I would say halt. Halt's very oh, formal and like Did very authoritative. <laughs> yeah. I'm a basic bitch. Um, <laughs> um, the ones where you see like, don't say very, say this. And I'm like, no, it's fine to say it's very hot. Immensely hot to me. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, these words do exist. Yeah. But I see some phrases and they're so out of date. I saw. Um, could have tried to be a, a comment in English place that's alive in English. So. Um, it was, uh, someone was saying, oh yeah, if you're using your computer, you need to say you're surfing the web. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> don't say surfing <laughs> the web. And you, what kind of a board? <laughs> you, sound, you sound like you're 80 years old if you say surfing the web. We said this when the internet was first emerging. Now you'd say just, I'm browsing online, or I'm online. By saying surfing the web, you really do sound like a grandmother. So please, 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 be careful of what people tell you. Another Um, word is seldom. Oh my god, this is one of my pet hates of seldom. Very seldom do I drink cider, because to be honest with you, I am more of a bee person. (laughs) I didn't even know the word seldom. (laughs) Until I moved here, and that's not a lie. This is really? completely—I've never heard the word seldom. So when I kept hearing it, I had to like 
like sneakily look. I was like, why are they saying this? He's a very smart guy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's well, all right. And well read. He's not. A, he's not a child. <laughs> um, I've never heard of Selden. He's in my fully life. qualified. <laughs> And so yeah, as simple as that. That's a really, really good tip. I remember I showed you this. Um, on, if you go onto Google and type in like a word meaning, there's like a little arrow below yeah, the yeah. definition. I had a post about that. And yeah, you can see like the usage of time. And you can see seldom was popular like 250 years ago. <laughs> Not spoken now. And you look at rarely and it's like, yeah, it's popular the whole time. So, do you know any other words that, come, that would come to mind with think if it's peak of such obsolete words that most of the Russians use. I think another one is flabbergasted. Communicate. Communicate. I'm communicated with my friend. No, I talked with my friend. This isn't like necessarily an outdated word, but it's completely the wrong context. Mm. Um, but if you have the right context, you can use Yeah, it. but it's a very, very formal yeah. business language. You wouldn't say... Um, it's like, you're coming out tonight. I said, oh, I have to communicate with my wife first. It's like... <laughs> what? I, another one is... Conductor, conduct, conduct. Conduct, and um, other things that people love is the word nature. nature. Oh, Russian people love this word. <laughs> I went to the nature to look at the nature and to be in the nature and be surrounded by nature. I went to the countryside to look at the beautiful landscapes and all of the flora that surrounded it. A matter of fact, it's fine. Oh, frankly speaking. Frankly speaking. Oh, to frankly be frank speaking. with the... Yeah, to be frank, to be frank. <laughs> Could you explain the difference? Because... Honest and frank are not... This, it's not the same thing. Yeah. If I'm saying to be frank, I'm going to insult you. Yeah. It's been blunt. Yeah. To be honest, I'm going to say, look, to be honest, I'm not a big fan. Let's yeah. mind about something different. But to be frank, you're a cunt. That's, <laughs> yeah. You're going to basically offend someone straight so afterwards. That's the way to use the word, to be, the phrase to be frank. Let's go back to some of the questions we missed. Um, okay, we've got... What is your take on contemporary textbooks learning instead of acquiring language? Thanks. Um, they're okay to a certain degree. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, these are made by experts. Um, they're made specially for that, but they are textbook language. It's not natural language. <coughs> um, I mean, it's something that I pride myself on, and if any of my C2 students are out there, they know... I work tirelessly every single week to build a brand new class using native language, native videos, because they get to a certain level and they just stop. They kind of stall and people will stagnate. Hmm. To get from advanced to native, there has to be a completely different input there. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. I think one of the biggest problems is also swearing, swear words. That's, I mean, everyone swears. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, especially the UK, we love to swear. And, and we, we too. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a common Everyone thing. swears, but you're not supposed to be taught to swear if you study with a, with a textbook. And also, when people learn swear words, they don't learn the shades of swear words, yeah. the phrasal verbs of swear words. So, for example, I wasn't going to talk about this, but let's go into it. Piss. Everyone knows piss. It's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, to take a wee or to urinate. Yeah. Um, like, go for a piss. <clears throat> pissed up. Drunk, you might know that one. Pissed off, to be angry, you might know that one. Piss off, mate, fuck off. Yeah, if you said someone like, piss off, mm -hmm. to go away. <clears throat> then if you said, I'm out on the piss, this means I'm going out to get drunk. I'm going to have a good party. And then you have to take the piss. To take the piss, to laugh at someone. Um, I'm having a piss up, means I'm throwing a party. And it's pissing it down. It's pissing it down, it's raising. Um, pissing around. So if I said, okay, mm. my live starts at 9, and I went, no, it starts at 10, no, it starts at 11, I'm pissing mm. you guys around. Um, 
<clears throat> there's so many different ways and different shades. Oh, that's just words. one word. Yeah, and there's many, many more out there. Um, what words do to use except for cheers when you clink glasses? Oh, we just say cheers. I don't think there's anything else there. Cheers, bottoms yeah. up. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, bottom gloves, like. Come on, let's drink. Are there any unusual tries? Yeah, no, not really. Slange. In Ireland, or Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Slange, Slange Bar. Yeah. Something like that. Slange Bar. Think of Valkland series. It goes without saying. No, that's, that's kind of okay. Oh, that's right. It goes without saying. So, do you fancy a beer? It's like, it goes without saying. Come on, fella, you know <laughs> I am. Mm, I'm trying to think of any other words, obsolete ones, that most of the Russians use. I mean, there's overused words as well. <coughs> like I said, uh, nature is one of them. Um, borders. Mm. No, I need to live within these borders. Mm. You need to think outside of your borders. Like, why are you saying borders so often? <laughs> it's a word we don't use so... And such simple words as beautiful, good. Good is... Very, very common. Um, something else. There are so many synonyms like Kraken yeah. Hawker. Something that people get really confused about as well. Talk about good. Um, when people ask me like how I am, I'm like, eh, I'm okay. That means I'm fine. That's that's brilliant. That's good. Um, we never so so yeah. sorry. Yeah, so so. <laughs> Not too bad. Same old. This is all like yeah, I'm great. Don't worry. Um, but we just sound really negative. <laughs> it's like oh, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> don't be offended by I that. I do remember I had a post about so-so that most of the Brits, they don't usually answer with so-so yeah. if you're a stranger. Yeah, You sure. might answer if I'm a friend of yours. We never put our burdens on yeah. people. You like to suppress your emotions. <laughs> um, I remember one of the first times I was teaching, I was like, you're right, and I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> so is it true that you, you don't use so-so as an answer quite no. often? Only to like people like yeah. If you say so so, it means I want to talk about my problems. Yeah, but I've no, had a bad day. Listen about your problems. Yeah, yeah. if there's tangent. <laughs> exactly. Um, so when I ask the students like you okay, and I'm like no, I was like, what? I've never heard that in all my life. That was never been the answer to are you okay? What about fifty fifty? <laughs> no, How are you fifty fifty? Like so so yeah, still kicking. Um, a little bit dated, still kicking, but it's okay. Still alive, can't complain. Um. Yeah, basically all these things are like... The most popular is not bad. Yeah, not bad. So-so. Not bad at all. So-so would be like, with close friends, like, yeah, I'm alive, let's drink, let's just not talk about problems. Um, There's a really nice phrase, um, to talk shop. Do you know this one? No. To talk shop. So if you were like working with people all the time in like a certain business, you go to the pub and they start talking about work, 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 you say, oh, Christ's sake, stop talking about, stop talking shop. Talk about something else. Mm. Let's not talk about work. Like stop banging on. Yeah, stop banging on about work. We finished work. We've got out of work. Let's not talk about it. So it's a really nice little phrase to talk shop. Talk shop. Hmm. Yeah. So right to know. Nice little phrase. Um, I mean, this is something you do. Something you just said there. And this was something that I've always noticed with you. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I don't I know if you have the same pet hate that I do. When people claim that they know English, like it's completed. It's fucking I, annoying. I don't tell you a secret. I don't know English. Not what it does. <laughs> I'm still learning, and it's one of the I mean, reasons... Charles Dickens didn't know yeah. English. Yeah, he was making up his own words. <laughs> like, I don't know words for this, I'll make one up. 
I mean, I've got every qualification going, I've got years of experience in it, I'm a native, I still don't know the English language. You don't know the English language, you're happy to admit it. And when I see people say, yes, I know the English language, I'm like, do you? <laughs> like, what secrets do you have? Um, shop talking, no, talk shop. Always talk shop. Talk shop. So yeah, never trust someone that says they completely understand English because they don't. And this was one of the things when we first started meeting up. Like, I always kind of, I really appreciate it actually. You always like ask me politely, like I'll say a phrase and there might be an unusual idiom or a, and it, like I said, we're friends. I uh, speak to you naturally. Game, you that? Yeah, you say, oh, do you mind if I write this down a second? And you'll jot it down on your own phone. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. I need to look that up. And that is a fantastic way to learn That's language. That's how you're supposed to learn English. Yeah. Any language, basically. To make a little note of it, if you're watching a series, a movie... And then try to use it. That's the key. Yeah. I mean, you, you, know, you should try to use it maybe next day or the same day. Once you use it, it's going to stick there. It's I mean, it's there. what I hear from you. Sometimes you'll pick up a phrase next time I see you using the phrase. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. You've awesome. <laughs> taken it on. Fantastic. Um, so it's always a nice way of doing it. Um, but there's many, many different ways you can learn English. It's not just grammar books. And I want to get people out there. English yeah. can be fun. Yeah. How are you supposed to try and find a proper teacher? Like, what you should pay attention to? If they claim they know English, this is a warning sign straight away. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that the first thing you should do is listen to how they speak. And I'm not speaking about those pre-recorded stories, like scripted shit, etc. Mm. Try to listen to how a person speaks in real life. Like, not pre-scripted, etc. Yeah, you can always tell when someone's, like, reading off a screen. They've, like, made yeah, it, like, like a course book. Like, <laughs> yeah, normally you'll find in their stories on the list how they naturally speak or if they're interacting yeah. with other people. Um, that's always, like, a red flag for me. If I can't see the person speaking English, I'm like... Do you know English? <laughs> I was not. Um, also, people that have these kind of claims, like, come and study with me at one month and you'll sound like a native. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. Um, my students, they ask me, like, how long will it be until you I can speak like you? Like, 15 years, 20 years, and you have to move to England. You can get very good at your language, don't get me wrong, but you need to spend a lot of time to get to, like, a very, 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 very high level. Don't get me wrong, you could study and become a fantastic learner. It's, but, I mean, your accent is as good as it is because you've spent so much time in the UK. Um, yeah. I mean, pre-pandemic, yeah. I remember you... And I wasn't like, afraid to speak to him. Yeah, to someone. exactly. This was the thing. You sort of broke through that um, fear. Yes, most of the people, they usually travel to the UK, but they're just being tourists, you know what I mean? They're afraid to talk to someone, to go to the pub. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Your whole point of... It, your travels, it seemed like. It wasn't just... I was just trying to see England, but you wanted to really dive deep into this yeah. culture. It wasn't to go sightseeing. I mean, I'm sure you did yeah. get sightseeing as well. Everyone does. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to try to find that reason. It's going back to what Elder said earlier. Find that reason of why you're learning English. And it does take work, especially to begin with. And that is the hardest period. From like the elementary oh, yeah, to it's intermediate, it's the hardest period. And it's not fun. It's never going to be fun. Because you're learning about stuff that's not I'm going to suffer. Um, and I remember I had some students who came to the classroom and she'd sit there on her phone the whole time and they're playing on another one. Wouldn't speak to the rest of the students. Never done any activities. And then she had the balls to complain to me that her English wasn't getting better. 
I was like, well, you skipped one out of two classes. You sit on your phone the whole time. You never do any activities. She's like, but I've paid for the course. I was like, and? Like, she stopped. She thought some magic yeah. was going to happen. I was like, oh, I've paid this money, therefore my English yeah. is going to get better. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. It's not a fucking shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I have one C to a place? Can I have one English? <laughs> there you are. There's your English. Um, no, it does take the a... the phrase to be in a pretty pickle. No. <laughs> What's that? Pretty um, so pickle is like to be in a pickle is like you're in a problem. Uh, pretty pickle, never, 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 never. Pretty pickle. Um, yeah, I'm in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept I'm in a pickle. That's fine, but it's still very, very polite. To be in a scrap. To be in a scrap. No. What does it mean to be? In oh, to be like in a problem. Like you're trying to like. Oh, I don't know how to solve something. I'm in a pickle. Oh. So it's not about fighting. No, no, no. no. Yeah, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see, to hear from someone that's actually travelled around the UK and sort of understanding so much more of the culture. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, London, pretty silly, absolutely gorgeous. And I know a lot of people travel because they want to relax. Two or three days, that's enough. And I understand people want to relax on their holidays and they want to go sightseeing and see nice restaurants and stuff like that. But if you do have the opportunity, I know it's very, very slim right now. But if you wanted to really improve your English, take a trip, but not for the sightseeing, but for language building. Yeah. And I think that's something that you've done for the past couple of years. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> you've seen England as you play around as in your, and as your classroom. That's a nice question. Does alcohol break, break language very well? Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, it really helps. It makes you more brave. Um, it's not about it makes your English better. It makes you more brave. You're not so worried about making mistakes. Makes you relax. Yeah. Um, and this is what you need to be of English. When I'm doing sort of a speaking test with people, people go, uh, uh, I need to do a speaking test. I'm like, relax, it's fine, calm down. And suddenly they speak so much better. I use periodically uh, urban, urban language. language. Okay. Um, yeah, it can do, but also be very, very careful with urban language because it can be super, super specific to certain areas. Uh, yeah. Some slang um, words. Yeah, some slang words are very, very particular to, say, like East London or North London or Newcastle. Which adjectives would you use to describe the taste of the beer you drink? Although I drink inside, but this one is semi sweet and that's it. This one's got like a sharpness to it, and I like it. Yeah, of course. Knock yourself out. Oh, it's too dry. <laughs> I remember I let you try some yeah, scrumpy, yeah. what was it, last week, and you're like, oh, no, vinegar. <laughs> so I love this. So how can we get intensive speaking practice when travelling? Only going by own clubs. Not to clubs. Clubs and pubs are completely different. Um, no, speak. I mean, pubs are a great way to meet people. But, I mean, you can always find places to go and speak to people, and there's always going to be extra places. You can join some clubs, you can join some activities. Some festivals. Yeah, festivals. There's always going to be people that's going to be friendly with you. Um, it's not about getting drunk to speak to people, but it's... You have to remember, in England, pubs are our social hub. This is where everybody goes to speak, from the village, from the town, from the city. It's where we get to know each other. So this is... Basically, it's not about drinking, it's about... Yeah, it's about socialising. It's yeah. not about getting drunk, it's about talking. I mean, you can go to a and bar. get involved. Yeah. <laughs> but if you wasn't a drinker, you could still experience yeah. that by going there, ordering a tea, a uh, Coke, it doesn't matter, but you can go to parks, you can... Um... What about the phrase, help yourself? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I've had some chips, i say. Yeah, help yourself. Completely fine to say. 
Um, but yeah, there's a million different places you can go. I mean, if you wanted, if you was there for a couple of weeks, you can join a yoga club for a week. You can mm. do what? Go and play tennis with a few people. We always have lots of uh, clubs and different events going on, and these could be really great ways. Um, I mean, especially if you're going into the major cities, there's always um, meetups for foreigners mm. where they can all meet and they, some natives go as well, so you can really start speaking to a few people. Um, so many opportunities for you. It's just getting out of that comfort barrier. Don't stop someone in the streets walking down the street and going, Hi, would you like a conversation with me? Because they'll just go, No. That's the only time they will say no. <laughs> uh, do I have any questions? Yeah, we have to wrap it up in about 15 minutes or so, guys. So if you've got any extra questions, feel free to throw them in now. Fire away. Before we wrap it up. <laughs> I got a beer. <clears throat> As I said, our two pints of English has now turned into three pints of English. Yeah. And we'll probably join many more beers afterwards. So if you've got any questions, is it questions about you, your language learning, about England, feel free to ask them, okay? And we'll do what we possibly can to give you the best answer. That's what we're here for. And he's back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Cheers. Cheers. First pint of beer. <laughs> Hobgoblin. I remember that was like the first beer I used to drink. When I was young, it was always Hobgoblin and Guinness. Mm. I loved that stuff when I was younger. Um, Where um, does it come from? Witchwood Brewery. I'm not sure, but it's, they got they used to have some fantastic beers. They had a really, really good pumpkin one for a while. Whitney, Oxfordshire. From can we play with words and say it's something like it's not my cup of coffee instead of my tea yes you can but big but your language has to be perfect around it um, this is a very very important little point um, it's something where I say to my C2 students is once you've got to a certain level you kind of have yeah, this uh, yeah you have this like, it's poetic a ride license can do that. yeah you have your poetic <laughs> license because you've got everything around it you can play around with metaphors you can make your own metaphors and um it's a really, really nice way of actually being like a native. It's playing with them. But if you've got a lot of mistakes either around, uh, around uh, your language, no, people just think it's another mistake you made instead. What is my level if I understand everything you talk about? It's hard. It's great just from listening, but um, pretty good if you can understand everything you say. Um, we had a question. Um, are you planning a St. Pete's meeting? Um, yeah, I'm actually planning a St. Pete's meeting and possibly a Moscow one, actually. Depending. Well, come um, yeah, for my school's two-year anniversary. It's um, been two years. Yeah, it's flown oh. by. Two years I've owned my school now. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> I need to plan it much like most of my life. Trying to figure it out. Um, but I'm trying to think of a little meeting. Um, but I found out a lot of the followers obviously in Moscow, lots of them in St. Petersburg. And since I'm in Moscow quite often, I may do one in Moscow as well. But I don't know if it's going to be like a little meet-up in a restaurant or a cafe or a bar or, I don't know, if we have a barbecue. I need to plan it out, essentially. But yeah, yeah there will be some how, many, how many people will show up? Yeah, this is exactly the first thing. That. Yeah, I need to know. Um, so what I'll probably have to do with some kind of deposit system just to make sure. Britain's from London. Cheers. I want to speak fluently like you, but it's just 
but I like just understanding you. That's a good start. Yeah. As we talk about the silent period, understand yeah, us. Get there. Won't do it. Um, something that's always neglected, in my opinion, is shadowing, like your own uh-huh. voice and repeating. Recording your voice and like listening to it is so beneficial. Yeah. Because you suddenly realise you went, I uh, uh, go to, uh, 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 but when you're speaking, don't think about it so much. On the other hand, please be careful on about whom you are supposed to shadow. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen lots of really shite examples of oh, people shadow. Can I use it as a verb? Yeah, like yeah. Shadow some stupid, stupid celebs. And that's just bollocks. I mean, be very, very careful mm-hmm. trying to choose the perfect example yeah I mean I think it's better to ask some native like I mean going back to yeah I mean ask your teacher um correct weather weather dependent is there a special chunk for that can I um I don't don't think there's a special name they're very susceptible to changes in weather I think there's a special word for that Nash Nash N-E-S Really? It's like affected by cold something like never heard Here's proof I don't know every single word. I've never heard this in my life. Just moment. Nesh. We're just checking a word that's new to Sensitive me. Sensitive to the cold. Sensitive to the cold. Nesh. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Um, so yeah, Nesh, apparently. <laughs> Not a word I've ever heard of or used. I think it's Yorkshire. But I mean, listen, something like, quite often you'll say to me, like, uh, it's just used nowadays. Mm. And I say, myself, I wouldn't use it. I mm. don't ever say no, never, yeah. unless yeah. I'm sure. Like, it may be used in different places. Any films to watch? You can um, also say it's a bit Nesh in here, it's a bit chilly. Yeah, never yeah. used on the Southwest. Any films to watch? Um, hundreds. <laughs> All of them. I'm more into TV shows like series. I mean, um, which uh, Game of Thrones. Because yeah, I mean, I'm going through like Stranger Things on my own. American English. Um, Any good? Yeah, it's quite enjoyable. It's just a bit of fun. Um, I mean, it all depends on the purpose of what you're watching. If it's just for oh, enjoyment, it's anything. E S H. E is in pen. Yes. Yeah, movies depends on what you want. If you're looking to learn English and the English accent movies probably aren't going to be your best bet because they always try to make it as broad as they possibly can um, but if you just want to learn English generally yeah any movie will be fine any TV show and you know it just struck me that less is more do you say less is more yeah. when it comes to advanced level yeah because most of the people they think they presume you're supposed to be speaking with all those obsolete words to level words Actually, in real life, less is more. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, this is one of the big examples where we talked about like. Fluency um, is what matters. Test English yeah. doesn't uh, correspond to the real world English, where people, for example, if I said to you, What's your favourite food? you would say, Pizza. Pizza, simple. <laughs> where an IELTS student would say, Well, to be quite frank with you, <laughs> um, if I had to pin down solely one <laughs> dish from the culinary world, I guess it would probably have to be. Pizza. There's a local eatery just to the end of my lane that makes the most and blah blah blah. Like, if you said that to me in the streets, I'd be going, "What are you?" I talking remember about? a real, an actual task from CPE or even CAE, C1 or C2 exam at Cambridge, and there was a task like paraphrasing. So the first sentence was, for example, John didn't mention that they were friends, that they knew each other. And there were, 
there's supposed to be a word reference and you're supposed to use that word and paraphrase that sentence so it has the similar meaning so the answer was he made no reference to the fact that they were friends what the actual fuck is that <laughs> getting on that topic <laughs> talking about grammar tests especially in this country oh my say, god no uh, i've never sorry elder but you didn't make any reference to the fact that you like cider not beer <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, sorry, fella. I didn't know you didn't want to say anything. That's Simple. it. Basic. We are basic. Grammar tests in this country? Ooh. My God, they are not yeah. clear. I can do them. My native yeah. teachers can do them. Remember those tests from oh, the university. They, they make and... no sense whatsoever. There's no logic behind them. <laughs> um, I remember when I first started as a teacher, I was working in a different school. And um, a 16-year-old had a college or university application she had to do an English test mm. and I read through it and I looked at the answers I was like right I don't know read through the text again <laughs> looked at the answers I was like I don't know and I was like I made a photocopy yeah I made a photocopy of it and I was like I thought I was like oh my god I'm a new teacher I must just be an idiot there's so much I don't know <laughs> I showed it to my director who was like a master of English he studied been doing it for like 25-30 years I showed it to all the other natives and none of us could solve it was looking like, yeah, there's no answers here. What <laughs> the fuck is this? Um, the English tests are awful in oh, this yeah. country. They, oh, they just make me cringe looking at it because they expect you to use this weird construction and this weird phrase, and that's the only correct answer when in reality there's a million different ways talking about it. I mean, I saw on your page today you was talking about how the present simple can substitute yeah. for the future. And it's completely true. Five. Yeah. And being forced into no, you must have to use will for the future. Like, no, the train don't. is due to depart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it drives me insane. It's like, no, speak naturally, please. And this is what I'm so focused on doing. And don't get us wrong. He's a native. I have, like, C2 certificate. So I know that formal language. I can't speak like that. I just don't want to. Yeah, there's, there's no need for it. Yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. It's knowing your location, where you are, how to speak. Um, think about if you were, I don't know, in Dixie or some cheap supermarket, and someone came in there and spoke the most formal oh. Russian possible, you'd be looking yeah. at them like, what is wrong with you? And that's <laughs> what please, a lot, get out. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people do in English without realising. They use over formality all the time. Oh, how do you use the word lame? Uh, it's a bit lame. It's a bit dated now. It's starting to get a bit dated. You might still hear it every now and then, but yeah. Another one I hear, I keep hearing people say, it's a bit naff. It's like, mm, a bit dated as well. It's like, you'll still hear it occasionally, but it's not as popular as How it was. How would you use it? Like, oh, the spear's a bit naff. No, lame. Oh, yeah, exactly the same. Mm. The spear's a bit lame. Like, not up to scratch? Yeah, not that good. It's like, eh, it's not that good. That's exactly how I would say it. I wouldn't use it. I'd say, eh, I'm not a big fan of this beer. Um, oh, not my cup of tea as well. This is another yeah. Russian phrase that I love. <laughs> I've never heard it. I've, I've, I've never used that phrase. It's not I've my never cup heard of tea. it in the so, UK. I'm not a fan. And I've talked to like thousands. Yeah. yeah, but it's one of the phrases they first learned. It's not my cup of tea. Um, I had a student who was absolutely fantastic. The speaking test was wonderful. And then she used, it's not my cup of tea. I said, oh. No, you were doing so well. Doing so well in your test. Um, okay, guys, we're going to 
stay around for about five more minutes. Yep. Do you have any questions? So last chance to get your questions in. Feel free to ask us anything you want. It could be about language learning, England, or whatever, really, basically. Why do I have empty shelves? <laughs> Why are you English? Why? I guess last time we had live, someone asked, Why do you have empty shelves behind you? I thought, Because there's nothing in there. <laughs> I have the question, Why are you English? Really? Literally. Like, yeah. Why like, are you English? It's like, Don't know. I didn't choose. <laughs> I don't know if this is like supposed to be like <laughs> philosophical or um, uh, parents. Like, why, why am I English? Mm, I'm sitting with, like a Greek philosopher. I was like, I don't know. To be frank. Yeah, it's just how it happened. Okay, guys, last, do you guys use a phrase, immerse oneself into? Uh, not really. I'm immersed into, all depends on the context again. I would say immerse yourself into English. That's absolutely fine. Um, Dive into English. But I'm really into this book. I'm really into this movie. Much more natural. What about the word acquaint- acquaintances? Acquaintances. It's quite popular. Yeah. A guy I know. Yeah. Instead of an acquaintance, a guy what I know. What do you say? I would like to acquaint myself. Oh, never. That's never. okay. <laughs> um, top three books. It depends on your level. What's your level? What's your level? I will recommend I, yeah, and this is something I want to mention as well. Um, if you're level, just like you said, but don't go too far back until you're very, very good level. Try to stick with sort of contemporary books sort of in 50, 60 year. Um, I love classics. I, would, I love classics as well. Most of my books I read are classics, but... Don't go for those huge novels like David Copperfield. And the problem is, is if you go back too far, and whilst if you're reading it for literacy... Um, you're just reading it to enjoy the book. Fantastic, wonderful. If you're learning to read English, completely wrong. Um, I remember I had a pre-intermediate student, and she's like, "Oh, I started reading in English." It's like, "Ah, oh, fantastic, wonderful." So like, yeah, but I don't really understand it. Can you help me understand this? I was like, "Yeah, sure." And she got the book out of her bag, and it was Shakespeare. I was like, "No, that's too much." No, <laughs> it's not even Dickens. Oh my god! Like no one's natives aren't going to understand. If you love classics, it can go with. Uh, short stories by Oscar Wilde, for example. There's mm-hmm. some good language there. Oh, Oscar Wilde's one of my favourite writers. Absolutely love him. Makes me laugh. Some words much. are obsolete, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. Not all of them. Um, I mean, if you're talking about something a little bit fun, sort of sci-fi fantasy, Terry Pratchett's always very yeah, good. Yeah, very good. Neil um, Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they work together as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite a bit um, good omens. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're just a bit of fun. I mean... There's plenty out there. There really is. Oscar Wilde, if you like American authors, or Henry, like those sh- very short stories. If it's big about something modern. I mean, if you're really trying to push your language as much as you possibly can and you really want a challenge but a lot of fun, um, Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins. Oh, it's an incredible book. I just finished reading it a while back. I'll pull it in the chat. Have you read James Joyce? Uh, I learned a bit of it at school, bless it. I've never read too much, to be honest. Um, but this will be for all the very, very advanced students out there. Um, have an attempt to learn. A lot of fun. Um, just really, really bizarre, but fun. I can't even begin to explain it, but superb language involved in there. Um, just really wacky. 
I'm reading Dune at the moment. How is it? It's Dune. Yeah, Dune. Dune. Uh, I read like 200 pages. Oh, it's really gripping. Why for it It's like a, another universe, mm-hmm. like Star Wars. <laughs> I'm currently reading On the Road. Um, Jack Crow. On the Road. That was his second name wrong. Um, but yeah, it's not too bad at all. I'm quite enjoying it. Ken the American. Yeah, I mean, Stephen King is like a nice... His language isn't overly complex. So it'll be sort of nice upper-intermediate sort of reading style. Um, I mean, obviously, most of the films... Been if you want to, to suffer, just read James Joyce. That's considered... Ulysses, Finnegan's Wake, those two are considered to be the most difficult books to read in the history of literature. Yeah, I mean, this is like, yeah... It's not somewhere... I had to read it learning English. three times from scratch to understand it. Ulysses... No, it's one of those ones that's always been on my list, but never really got round to it. Yeah, I know Dune was before Star Wars, so they took a lot from this series. They like liberated that. it. Yeah. They, uh, British colonised it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jack Kirou. Yeah, I always mispronounce his second name. Kirou? Karak? I never know how to say that. I really should look like that up. How pronounce it? American. Dan Brown. Could you say something about adapted? Um, I mean, like graded readers. Again, this all depends what you want to do. Yeah, like graded readers. I mean, if you want to know the story, they're terrible because they cut out so much of the plot and everything else. So, what do you call it when I have a male cat? A tom, tom, tomcat. Yeah. And you. Well, tomcat can like a stray word, uh, castrate. That's castrated language. Mm, yeah. I usually say that. <laughs> it's okay if you just wanted to read. It's better than doing nothing, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if it's like a story you really wanted to know, yeah. don't read it. If it's reading something like you don't really care about, but it's there for like English practice, super. But if it's a story you really, really want to understand, mm. don't go fully adapted. Mark will be in translation. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway guys and girls we unfortunately have to wrap up this episode um, thank you so, so much 